Welcome to the Death Kit Show. Let's go. Hey. All right. Welcome to the GK Show. Fun music at the beginning. Yeah. Having a good day. Let's start the pod. And I'm back. Here we go. Gonna get another quick one out. I'm in Cozumel, and uh, before I leave the ship, I wanted to crank out another pity de pop pop podcast. So anyways, if you haven't yet, please rate the podcast five stars. It really helps me out. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Leave a leave a review. Five stars and a review. That'd be great. Five stars at the very least. Takes ten seconds. All right. Really helps out. Sorry for having to mention it constantly. Got it out of the way, though. So now we can just get going. Had some coffee. and Ready to rock. <laughs> um, first off, I just want to say... Uh, another comic told me about this show on Amazon called The Boys. If you have Amazon Prime, Amazon Video, oh my god, this show's really entertaining. And I think all ages would like it. I'm not saying kids, because it's a little graphic, but I'm saying, like, old. I told my parents, I was like, hey, you should watch this show called The Boys. It's really, actually, pretty uh, entertaining. Basically, it's about a bunch of superheroes who everybody loves, but they're just pieces of shit behind the scenes (laughs) so it's really it's really interesting like how the show starts and everything it gets going really quick and uh like ropes you in you know sometimes these shows that these like long form shows now that they have on like amazon and netflix where it's they're basically just like you know with these shows that are like 10 episodes and you know 45 hour 45 minutes hour each you know these are kind of just like movies they're just like it's like watching a a trilogy or something you know for movies that are like kind of drawn out and sometimes the first episode is okay and then you get roped in the second third episode then you love the show this show ropes you in right away so highly recommend the boys uh i want to talk about a couple things really quick this shouldn't be a long one um one i just got i think i mentioned this before but when i'm on these ships the 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 internet plan i can only there's like it's the you can get like social media only you know type of thing you could pay like a lot of money and get regular internet but the internet's not always great so it's not really worth paying all that but um so it's like i when i'm on these ships man i'm checking twitter and facebook i barely ever check twitter and facebook when i'm home but when i'm on the ships it's like that's my only kind of connection to the outside world i can text on like whatsapp or imessage and stuff like that and oh instagram too right so it's like twitter facebook instagram these are like the things like i'd rather just you know check like regular news or something oh my god like it it, like they should just do a case study on people where it's like you can only use social media that's all you can use because that's kind of like where i am when i'm on these ships it makes me so depressed i'm not even joking like i'm legitimately i have to be like all right fuck it like don't even check it just read your books (laughs) because it legitimately just brings me down you know what i mean all i want is to see like oh like what's going on you know like i don't you know i don't have like regular news outlets or something so i check like twitter and it's just like 
this is what's trending and and you know and the things that are trending are so manipulated on Twitter already and then you like you know okay I'm just like sitting there bored uh, what's that what's what's trending you know I click on it and then it's just like people just shitting on each other left and right and just like extreme extremely biased opinions and just people just yelling past each other it's so bad I'm like oh just check out Facebook Facebook is like either the same thing this political just hyper partisan shit or it's posts about like oh like you know my my dad died or like my grandma died or my grandpa died or my spouse died like where I saw one like this a person their kid died and she's like she would have been 26 today and I'm like oh my god this is like heart-wrenching stuff and I'm not saying like don't post it or whatever like I get it like people you know want to post what they post but just like it's just so depressing it makes me so sad like people I don't even know obviously but it's still just like so sad like I started crying a little bit god I cry a lot but um when I saw this lady post about how her daughter like apparently passed away when she was like 20 or 21 and her daughter had a kid so she had like a little girl and was like oh my god like all obviously that stuff is so sad but then when you factor in like when you have kids and you can like kind of picture at least because I'm such a psycho I picture like something like that directly happening to one of my kids and I just like lose it so anyways social media is just the most depressing thing and then Instagram is just a bunch of people who are like posting <laughs> I'm having the best time ever I'm having the best time ever I'm having the best time ever and you're just sitting there like I'm sitting on the toilet watch like looking at this <laughs> you're having the best time ever and I am trying to squeeze out the rest of this crap <laughs> I feel like I'm losing uh, all right Another thing I wanted to touch on very quickly, and then I got a couple articles I screenshot. Um, Andrew Luck, I'm not a big football guy. I like watching football games, you know, when it gets into the playoffs and stuff. I'll, I'll go to a game, you know, that the Rams are back in LA. My father in law likes the Rams, always has. So we went, we went to, I didn't go with him now that I brought him up, but my wife and I took our daughter to a Rams game. I'm guessing that was two years ago because Levi wasn't there. Or did Levi, was Levi alive and then he just didn't get to go to the game? I think he was, maybe he was like a little baby. I don't know. What if my son listens to this someday? What? You went to a Rams game without me? But uh, I'm trying to get my parents and my wife and everyone on board to go to this other Rams game. Because uh, I got this thing through cystic fibrosis to, um, like, the tickets we buy can benefit. If we go through this thing, it can benefit cystic fibrosis. Which is a good time for me to plug my book that should be out hopefully as soon as possible. I'm having a really, really, really hard time with the illustrators. But uh, my book uh, is called Different and the website will be thedifferentbook.com. And it's a children's book and I am praying that I find a way to get the word out about it because uh, it really means a lot to me. And I'm going to give a portion of the proceeds to Emily's Entourage which is a charity that uh, benefits patients with cystic fibrosis who have a specific mutation of it that has uh, no cure right now. There's some forms of CF that have start, they're starting to find cures and treatments for, which is awesome, but this certain mutation, uh, which is the one that my close friend has, uh, they, um, they, they haven't found anything for that yet. So anyway, so I want the money to go directly there. So I'm hoping I sell as many books as possible so I can give as much as possible to Emily's entourage. Uh, and they're like all ready to help me out too. They're like, oh, we want to get the word out about your book. And, and it was supposed to be done at the beginning of June. And these illustrators are just effing up like so many things. Like it was supposed to be done. And then I go to upload it 
uh, you know, to a site and all the margins were off. And I'm like, dude, what the heck, man? I go, the whole point was that you're supposed to be, you're supposed to create it so it's like uploadable to all these self-publishing sites because I'm self-publishing. That was like our deal from day one, which I believe started in like April, uh, maybe May, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it was May, but anyways, this is like getting ridiculous, and I'm trying not to get angry about it. Um, so, anyways, thedifferentbook.com will be the website, and uh, the book—it's uh, personal to me. It means a lot to me. Uh, I feel like it tur it's turning out pretty well. You know, it's, look, it's looking nice. So, very excited about it. All right. So, anyways, um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, football. So Andrew Luck retired. He's the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. And I don't follow football too closely. Andrew Luck, like a really, really good quarterback. He was supposed to take over basically for Peyton Manning in Indianapolis. And everyone, he was kind of like a sure thing type quarterback, which usually there's not, according to all the sports guys who talk about it. So he was like sure thing type guy. And he just kept getting injured and injured and injured and like fighting through injuries. And that's got to suck, you know? So apparently he's worth like, he's made like $100 million or something. And he's 29. And a lot of people got mad that he... Uh, decided to retire, which fans, by the way, like I know some people support the fans, like, hey, they're emotional, they're just rooting for their team. If you are like, root for your team, be a fan, but don't be a fan in the true sense of the word, which is fanatic, because then you're just a psycho. Like, you're just, you're a loser. Like, I'm sorry, I've talked about this before, but the people that go to sporting events and have to, I've seen people with their with their uh, parents, you know, like I was at a, a Cavs game in Cleveland once and, and the, this kid's like probably 11 or 12 yelling with his dad like, yeah, hey, you suck, you know, Rudy Gobert or whoever they were playing, like they're like yelling mean things to the other players. It's like, just root for your team. What is so hard? Like, I don't get it. You can root against the other team, root for your team. I get it. We all do that. I'm not saying you should do that. But this this need to like shit on people who are not on your team who are human beings who are just like doing their job and entertaining you by the way like the other team is also entertaining you just by being there <laughs> you know what I mean it's like so those people just suck so a bunch of people I guess were I saw people that were you know online who were like real gracious to Andrew Luck and you know and all this stuff but some people were just you know crapping on the guy and whatever and it's just guys if you had a hundred million dollars or fifty million dollars and you're 29 would you go would you go to your job every day if you're if you're getting injured like if you're you know I don't know his injuries were but if your knees were getting all jacked up and your uh, your ankles and your Achilles or whatever it was you know what I mean like you're getting shoulder tears or <laughs> whatever's going on at your job and you already have let's just say 50 million which I think is less that's half of what he has but like are you going to your job you going to that job when that's what's happening to you every time I mean and you and you've just been fighting through injury and everything and uh, you got $50 million and you're 29 years old. I mean, that'd be pretty hard for me. Like, yeah, obviously if everything's going great and you're healthy and you're winning Super Bowls, you're going to the playoffs every year and you're not having to deal with injuries, like any serious injuries, yeah, I'd still keep going, make some more money, all that. But it's like, I don't know, man. If it's just a total pain in the ass, you just keep getting hurt. Uh, I don't think most people would. I hate the fans are like, this, this person owes me something. They don't owe you shit. You don't, you know what I mean? You don't know them personally. They don't know you. They don't owe you shit. You know what I mean? All they owe is like when they're getting all this money to go out there and play their hardest. If they're going out there and playing their hardest and they're getting hurt, it's not their fault. You know what I mean? I remember a lot of people didn't like Andrew Bynum, who's on the Lakers, and he might have had some attitude issues. I don't know. But that guy had really bad knees. And I remember I read something once. It didn't get covered much. 
he won a couple championships with the Lakers. He won the last two Kobe won with Pau Gasol and Kobe and Lamar Odom and all that. And uh, and he, this guy's just like after that, like his knees just got really bad. The guy's seven one. I mean, those people, people that are really big like that, I mean, we see some athletes that are just happy, like Kevin Durant, that guy's probably seven feet tall, even though I think he says he's 6'11", and you're like just amazed. I know I just brought up a guy who's super hurt right now because of his Achilles that he ruptured, but I mean, being that tall and that athletic and not having like joint issues, I mean, it's pretty rare. Like we're, we're watching unicorns out there, you know what I mean? So guy had bad knees and he couldn't play and then people were just like oh this guy i think he was on the sixers and people were like oh i quit on the sixers it's like and i remember him in an article he's like i i can't help that i have like terrible knees you know what i mean i'm sure he wishes he didn't have terrible knees i have a bad back i don't even play professional sports i wish my back wasn't this bad because then i can run on the treadmill and like mix up my workouts like i used to and you know stay in better shape i go play basketball i can't do that shit anymore um all right oh the other guys too Pro athletes, this guy's saying in general, I was listening to a podcast um, last night, and uh, CJ McCollum, who's a shooting guard on the Portland Trailblazers in the NBA, he just signed like a, I mean, this is not just, I think he did maybe a little while ago, $100 million extension for like the next three years. So now he has like, I could be getting the numbers wrong, but something like a five-year, $157 million contract. That is insanity. Like, having that much money and being that young, I don't know. Like, I judge, you know, pro athletes too, and then they do something stupid, you know, and all that. We all do. But it's like, you got to take a step back and be like, what would you be like if you were, I think he's 27, but some guys get all this money younger. Like, if you had, <laughs> if you had $70 million and you're 22, you sign some contract, or say you get drafted when you're 19 and you sign in your first round and you sign a contract for, you know, I don't know, $30 million or whatever for your first three years or whatever it is. Like, what, think of, think back. Like, be honest with yourself and think back to you at 19 and now give 19-year-old you $30 million and give 19-year-old you surrounded by people who just kiss your ass all the time because these guys are surrounded by people who just kiss their ass a lot of hangers on a lot of people who just like want to be in because you fucking have all this money and you're and you're like a celebrity now just imagine that i told my dad that once about uh i believe this was andrew bynum again i keep bringing up andrew bynum but uh my when he's on the lakers my dad would I'm sometimes be like man i just don't like his attitude or something like that i go my dad said that he doesn't, he doesn't seem to care about winning something like that I could be messing up what my dad said a long time ago but the point is Andrew Bynum was a big guy right big guys that are good at basketball if you're if it's like obvious like you're gonna be over seven feet tall and you're athletic and you have like some good touch with the ball and you can do moves and stuff it's like well this person could go to the NBA and Andrew Bynum went to the NBA when he was 17 can you imagine that you're 17 you're not even 18 yet and you get drafted in the NBA because they're like, yeah, you're good enough or you're going to be good enough. So we're going to draft you right now because you're pretty much a lock to be at least a good, like a good, decent player. Can you imagine how long he was having his ass kissed by adults? Think about that. He's in seventh grade. He's probably, I don't know, six, five or something. I do. I played on a team with Amir Johnson briefly, who's in the NBA. I think he's still in the NBA and Amir's, I think Amir's 6'11". He might, I think he's seven feet. I don't know. And Amir, I played with him when I was 
15 or 16 and he was on my team and he was 13 and he was 6'5". He was just like a goofy kid, but he was 6'5". And it was like, yeah, he's 6'5". I remember, I remember my tall friends that played basketball with me and uh, when, we were in, when they were in seventh grade, it was like, oh man, 6'1 in seventh grade. Gee, or six foot in seventh grade, and then like eighth grade, you're like six one, six two, maybe. Oh my god, you're so tall. Amir was thirteen and he was six five. <laughs> now he's, I'm pretty sure he's seven feet tall. He's been playing in the NBA for over a decade now. So, anyways, just think about that. And then I saw some breakdowns too, of like uh, Steph Curry. He gets like forty million dollars a year basically because he signed a two hundred one million dollar contract for uh, five years. So if you break it down evenly, I'm sure like each year it's different the way that NBA contracts go, but basically they, they always do. I don't know why people do this, just to make other people feel like shit. <laughs> other people being all of us. <laughs> but uh, he makes $122,000 a quarter. And that's not even like a quarter that he plays. They're just doing the math on how many games he has, how many quarters he has, and dividing it. He's definitely going to take some games off. He might get injured. He might just take a game off for rest. There might be a quarter he just doesn't play because, you know, he, his team's already kicking the shit out of the other team or vice versa. So he just sits the fourth quarter or something. So that's just like if he played every quarter, he would be getting, it was like $122,400 per quarter. <laughs> And it's like, look, I'm not hating. Like, if you, it's capitalism. If you generate that type of uh, income or you know, or money, which which the NBA does and the NFL does and all that, if you're part of generating all that and you're and such a guy like that who people really come and pay to see and they pay a certain price and all that, like, you know, good for you, man. I'm not hating. All I'm saying is. I'm watching that show, The Boys, about superheroes, and I feel like pro athletes are our superheroes. I talked about gymnasts. Gymnasts are, they're like superheroes, and they don't even get paid. I don't know if gymnasts get paid, but gymnasts just literally, I think I talked about this the other day, Simone Biles broke some, uh, did some new triple twist flip thing. If I didn't talk about it, I wanted to talk about it. But gymnasts, I've talked about this for years, like, they're just like X-Men or something. They just, they're on like a, a mat and they just lean back on their back foot and then they just go okay and I'm gonna run and then I'm gonna flip 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 flip, flip jump <laughs> they jump in the air so high and do all these flips and everyone's like okay I'll give that a 8.4 <laughs> it's like 8.4 it's like what did we just see come on I get out of bed in the morning and I have to stretch and like twist and everything to like loosen up my lower back and they're just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean back, and they do whatever, they do whatever superheroes do. So, anyways, pro athletes, man, they just live in a totally different universe. I mean, can you imagine? Sometimes they do those things too, where they take a screen, like a picture of LeBron James walking into an arena or something, and they're like, his bag is forty-four thousand dollars, his hat is five hundred dollars, his, you know, shirt is this much, and it's like this guy's walking in with like. $75,000 outfit. It's just like, phew. that's like, with the amount of money they make, that's like nothing to them. That's like us walking around with our, you know, $75 outfit total. So it's just, uh, it's all relative, but it doesn't make you feel good. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're like, man, I'm just trying to pay my rent or whatever you're going through. And uh, this guy's got a $45,000 bag, but you know, hey, he earned it. All right, let's uh, read a couple of these articles. I'm going to get this up. So I could go to Cozumel and enjoy my day a little bit. Let's see. 
All right. After a Georgia teenager reported a sexual assault to her school administrators, she said she was expelled for, quote, sexual impropriety. Now she's suing. So this sounds, this is not good at all from the headline, right? A teenager in Georgia is suing the Fayette County Board of Education, saying she was expelled for sexual impropriety after she reported a sexual assault. The teenager, identified as AP in court, hmm, let's, I always like to try and guess their name, AP, Ashley Parsons, Ashley Parsons. Uh, what if I what if I nailed that? Oh, last night on my show, I was joking around with this lady in the crowd, and I um, said something about, you know, she thought I like predicted something because I I made some joke about, I can't even explain it. Whatever. I, I, bottom line is I guessed her name exactly, and she couldn't believe it. And she stood up, and the crowd was going crazy, and I was like, guys, it was still a lucky guess. <laughs> her name was Rachel. The teenager identified as AP in court documents said that when she was a 16-year-old sophomore at Fayette County High School in 2017, she told administrators that another student sexually assaulted her and pressured her into performing oral sex. Hold on, let me just get my computer back open. She was then expelled for the rest of the school year, and the principal said she violated a school conduct code that prohibited sexual impropriety, the lawsuit said. That is insane. If this is like, if we're getting all the facts, which is, I have to believe we're not, this girl was forced into performing a blowjob on a, another student, and then the school was like, well, bottom line is, we don't know if you were forced, but we do know that you performed a blowjob, so you're gone. Like, that is insane. The lawsuit accuses Fayette County High School of violating Title IX by expelling her from school. I don't know how that's Title IX. Uh, I'm, I'm reading this. This is like the same thing. I'm reading the article and just keep reading the same stuff. A teenager in Georgia suing her former school district saying she was expelled for sexual impropriety in a lawsuit filed on Friday, seen by Insider and first reported by, on by the Lily. The teenager identified as AP in documents. Okay, it's the same thing. She was then expelled for the rest of the school year and the principal said she violated. Okay, same thing. The teenager's lawsuit was filed in federal court. Okay, the lawsuit accuses Fayette County High School of violating Title IX, which states no person in the United States shall, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in be denied the benefits of or be subjected to discrimination under any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. Yeah, that's what I thought Title IX was. I don't care why that's... We're in there about Title IX. Is it about a girl being forced into a blowjob and then she gets expelled from school? What does that mean? That if a guy got forced into a blowjob, he wouldn't have been expelled? I don't get it. Um, according to a press release from the NWLC, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to you. I'm sorry, I can't get past that. So say there's a dude, say I'm in high school, some other student forces me to blow him, and then I go, hey, that guy just forced me in, in a oral sex, and they're like, well, uh, the good news is you're a guy, so you get to stay in school. If you were a girl, you're out of here. We can't have girls getting, you know, blowjobs. Okay, I don't get it. According to a press release from the NWLC, AP was placed in an in-school suspension after she reported the sexual assault to guidance counselors and an assistant principal. She was then given a 10-day out-of-school suspension pending a disciplinary hearing, then ultimately expelled for sexual impropriety and referred to an alternative school for the 2017-18 school year, the press release said. I don't get this at all. Fayette County's superintendent school board and three former administrators at the high school are named in the suit. The teenager alleges that the student she accused of sexual assault had faced similar accusations in the past and administrators, quote, were or should have been on heightened duty to protect other students from sexual harassment by him. The student has not been charged with any crimes. That effort to silence and punish her is not only morally reprehensible, it is illegal. 
the effort to sign up. Oh, yeah. Emily Martin, Vice President for Education and Workplace Justice at NWLC, said in a statement, that effort to silence and punish her is not only morally reprehensible, it is illegal. Schools have a duty to make sure sexual assault doesn't deprive the survivor of educational opportunities. They also have a duty to not retaliate against those who report. Officials did the exact wrong thing here. Derailing AP's education, sending the message that those who speak up about sexual assault will be punished. AP and all students deserve better. Yeah, like this does, what is the school's position on this? Why did this girl ever get expelled? I don't get it. And why did they, they not, did they ever go after the guy? I don't understand. Was, he, was the guy just given a pass? Or did they go after him and he get told his side of the story and it was, and he had proof that maybe she did it voluntarily and then they expelled her? I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of, right? Like I'm trying to just do devil's advocate here. What's the other side of the story? Fayette County Board of Education spokeswoman Melinda Berry Dreisbach, Dreisbach said in a statement to Insider that the school system could not discuss the lawsuit due to pending litigation. She said the school system, quote, follows its student discipline code of conduct and providing due process to all students. Quote, we also abide by our policies regarding sexual harassment. The school system has not seen the complaint, but will respond through the court proceedings and fully expects to prevail on the legal and factual merits of the claims. All right, so that's, I mean, that's all I could think is that devil's advocate, this girl gave a voluntary blowjob, then tried to say it was involuntary and she was forced into it, and then they had somehow proof that it was voluntary, like maybe text messages, I'm just making up a story now, but maybe text messages from the guy and the girl and she was like, hey, that was fun, we should do that again, I can't believe I gave you oral sex right near the lockers in the hallway during zero period <laughs> like i don't know like good thing we both got a hall pass and i got out of geometry and you got out of algebra and then i voluntarily sucked your dick <laughs> like unless like it's something like that i don't based off reading this article which definitely most articles i feel like nowadays can be very one-sided unless it's something like that i don't see how this girl is raped basically orally raped and then she's like hey guess what just happened this is terrible i have to tell you and then they're just like get out of here we'll give you a 10-day suspension to think about what you did and now you're gone and what's a sender to an alternative school is what they recommended what's that mean a school for girls who give blowjobs i don't get it all right should i do this last article this article, let's see how long this is. Oh, I could read that. Okay, so this is about Lori Laughlin from Full House. If everybody is not aware, she is, her and her husband tried to bribe a college. She's in that scandal, bribing colleges to get their kids in. So here we go. Lori Laughlin was back in court Tuesday for a hearing related to the college admission scandal. She and her husband, Massimo Giannulli, it's the, Mas it's the Massimo guy, by the way, everyone. Massimo brand? Appeared united, entering the courthouse hand in hand, wearing a gray cardigan over a dress, Laughlin and Giannulli, in a navy suit, attempted to avoid the media by slipping through a back door. Laughlin and Giannulli, who are both charged with mail fraud and money laundering conspiracy, appeared in U.S. District Court in Boston for a Rule 44 hearing, which basically, which was basically to waive their right to separate attorneys and acknowledge that they understand there could be conflicts of interest. Using the same counsel goes along with their plan of a, quote, united front and their defense, though it could make it harder to win an appeal. The couple's chosen law firm also recently represented the University of Cal Southern California in an unrelated matter, which is an alleged victim in the case. 
How do you? I thought these people. I thought her and Felicity Hus, Felicity Huffman were basically caught red-handed in all this. I mean, so what's the? What do you say? I guess they're going to argue that they thought their money was going elsewhere, but I don't know about that. According to Boston Station WCVB, the judge told Laughlin and Giannulli sharing the same lawyers constitutes a potential, quote, potential and actual conflict of interest. The judge cautioned them that the only way to know you're getting the best legal advice is if your attorneys have a duty of loyalty, quote, to you and you alone. Despite the warning, I like how they're like, we're going to go down together. This is the Titanic, baby. We'll hold hands. We got the same lawyer. We're fine. Despite the warning... The couple moved forward with a shared legal team, telling the judge they understand the risks of their, quote, dual legal representation. The 55-year-old actress and her designer husband, 56, dude, they're 55, 56, they look great, are accused of paying $500,000 in bribes to admissions consultant William Rick Singer to get their daughters Olivia Jade and Isabella Giannulli admitted as crew recruits at the University of Southern California despite the socialites never participating in the sport. That is the funniest thing ever. Like, yeah, we're on the crew team. Here's a Photoshop picture of me rowing crew. Why is one daughter named Isabella Giannulli and the other one's Olivia Jade? Maybe, I think Olivia Jade is the one who's like a Instagram person. She's a social media influencer. I think she's the one. Is she the one that like bragged about, yeah, I'm gonna go to USC and like just like not go to class or whatever, which makes it even worse. Uh, according to the Massachusetts U.S. Attorney's charging documents, went as far as staging photos on rowing equipment and setting up a fake crew profile. It's so funny. The scandal has been widespread among the elite, and Laughlin's peer, actress Felicity Huffman, was among the about 50 parents coaches exam proctors and admissions counselors involved however the desperate housewife star whose bribe was much less at fifteen thousand dollars made a deal with prosecutors and pleaded guilty to one charge of conspiracy to commit mail fraud and honest services fraud when she is sentenced on september 13th it's expected she'll get six months or less in prison felicity huffman doing time in prison she'll probably just get a spin-off show about it you know what i mean she's like probably working with showrunners right now about her time in for six months in prison. I feel like Felicity Huffman, even though she did the same shady shit, she's got to be a little annoyed that she's being lumped in with Lori Laughlin because they did five, they apparently bribed with $500,000. Felicity Huffman did 15 grand. And she's like, come on, can we just stop mentioning me in the same sentence as them? I did 15 grand. They're doing 500 grand. That's uh, that's like less than 10%. That's not even 10% would be 50 so 5% would be 25. It's like, what is that, like 3%? It's like 3% of what <laughs> Lori Laughlin and her husband did. They got that Massimo money and that full house, you know, syndication money. Laughlin has gone a different route amid this Operation Varsity Blues scandal. After opting not to make a deal with prosecutors, the Fuller House star and her husband were each slapped with an additional charge and pleaded not guilty to both. If convicted, each charge carries a maximum sentence of 20 years. That's 40 years apiece. Wait, what? Oh, each charge, yeah. While it seems like they took a large gamble, People Magazine reports in its latest issue that Laughlin didn't think she was doing anything wrong. Laurie is remorseful, and she has definite regrets, said a source close to the actress, who has a large fan base for years playing Aunt Becky on Full House and the reboot. Quote, she's embarrassed and hurt, and she knows that her reputation has been ruined for life, but she also believes that the allegations against her aren't true. However, quote, she honestly didn't think what she was doing was any different than donating money for a library or athletic field. 
That's the crux of why she pleaded not guilty. So she thought photoshopping pictures of her kids on the crew team and they've never played crew and them getting a crew scholarship is the same as donating to the library. My thing is, why didn't you just donate to the library? I'm pretty sure your kids would have gotten in if you donated half a million dollars to the library. You know what I mean? Or anything, the science center, the journalism department, whatever. Why do you, I, that's why I don't understand about this. You're already a celebrity, your husband's a celebrity, you donate a bunch of money to the school, I'm pretty sure they'd accept your kids because of that. All right. Uh, the source also noted that Laughlin is in, quote, constant communication with her legal team, Latham and Watkins. Uh-oh, those, those names don't sound Jewish. Come on. As a Jew, you want to be with, like, Stein, Rabinowitz, and Goldberg or something, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, Latham and Watkins and is keeping quote meticulous records on everything including the other defendants and the plea deals they made quote she wants to know who is getting what punishment and how their cases differ from hers maybe some of their cases differ because their kids were on a crew team <laughs> they didn't have to photoshop the pictures they still don't deserve the scholarship at least they got in a boat once and rode it that contradicts speculation made after her earlier court appearances in Los Angeles and another Boston in Los Angeles and another Boston, that Laughlin wasn't taking the situation seriously enough. I love how I had to do one more screenshot for the word seriously enough. That's the end of the article. <laughs> All right, so I'll just read that last paragraph again. That contradicts speculation made after her earlier court appearances in Los Angeles and another in Boston, that Laughlin wasn't taking the situation seriously enough. So according to her friends, she's taking it seriously and she just seriously doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. I think that is, uh, that is like the best defense, you know what I mean, in that situation, if you're going to just try and not admit guilt. It's like the old Dave Chappelle joke from, uh, is that from Killing, yeah, it was from Killing Him Softly in 2000, where he did the whole joke about how his, uh, he got pulled over with his buddy, his white buddy, and his white buddy said to the cop, like, oh, I'm sorry, officer, I didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> and like, that's the whole joke, that just saying you didn't know you couldn't do it is enough. So, anyways, there we go. That's a wrap. That's a wrap on that one. I'm going to go to Cosmo. I'm going to upload these two episodes I have. Uh, last one was pretty long. It's close to an hour. Uh, so, thanks so much, guys. Please rate the podcast five stars if you haven't already. Tell a friend. Share an episode if you thought it was a good one. Um, trying to crank out as much content as possible so you guys get, you know, maybe you can listen every day or something. Try not to make them too long. If I talk slow one episode, put it on 1.5 speed. So yeah, please rate the podcast five stars. Be on the lookout for thedifferentbook.com. Uh, I'm very excited about that. Hopefully we can raise some money for cystic fibrosis. Thank you for listening to my daddy.